You're listening to Melanated Homeschoology, the podcast where we'll talk about homeschooling, parenting, and everything in between. I'm your host, Alfreya, and today we'll be talking to Brittany Hendrick of Teacher Brittany. She's a fellow homeschool mom and a preschool teacher who will give us all the tips to be exceptional educators for all of our learners, from our small and mighty preschoolers up through our world-changing big kids. Hey, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Game of what would you rather? Okay. All right. You down? Yes, I'm definitely down. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life or give up internet? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I would definitely say I would have to give up the AC, even though I am from the South, it is very hot down here. I would have to give up the AC because I make the majority of my living online. So yes, okay. I would definitely need that internet. <laughs> the internet. Yeah, I say I think the same thing. Would you, if something existed, would you rather have a pause button to pause life or a fast forward button to fast forward? Oh, I would definitely want to pause, but, and my baby is getting bigger every day. I would love to hit pause at three years old. That would just make me so happy. <laughs> oh, they're, they're such a sweet age and it, they grow up so fast. They do. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm just holding her in my arms and now she's like tall. I'm like, right. what's going on here? So yeah, I need that yeah. pause button. Slow down. Won't you stay here a minute more? I know you on too fast let's make it last slow down and would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest definitely the funniest definitely the funniest yeah I just think that life is serious enough and you know the more laughter that we get the more healing that we get so yeah I'm all about the laughter and funniness so yeah you could keep the smarts I just want to laugh just want to laugh that's (laughs) right we're gonna hop into the the heart of our chat a lot of parents right now are homeschooling and a lot of them have littles What are your thoughts on like early learning? Do you encourage parents to start early or wait until they're a little bit older before you start teaching them? Absolutely not. I am a huge proponent of early literacy. I have taught a lot of different ages online. And um, a couple of years ago on OutSchool, the platform that I'm still currently teaching on, I taught first graders and it was my first time teaching older kids and um, I was teaching reading and math fundamentals and and I realized that my three-year-old could do more math than some first graders. It, it was stressful for the student because I saw how much they struggled. It, they struggled with confidence. They struggled with um, just being feeling secure in themselves and having a good learning experience. And to me, that taught me right then and there that the earlier that they are exposed to these math terms, to these literature terms, to reading, to words and vocabulary, the the easier and happier their learning experience will be in the future. And so that's why it's so important for me to see kids learning and reading and because it builds that confidence and it, it fosters that love for learning early on that they can take with them all the way into the 
they graduate college. Because once you love, most kids that love learning, it's because they feel confident in their abilities mm-hmm. and they have been exposed. So they feel like, oh, you know what? I can do this. I can do anything, you know? And I think that my my babies that their parents are like, well, we'll wait till they're five to introduce the alphabet. We'll wait till they're six to introduce addition then they're like, well, why does this kid get it so easily? And I don't. And also I think that from an early age, when you expose them, it opens up their minds. I've done a lot of research on how the brain um, develops. And I find that those children that are exposed to early education, their brains are like a sponge at three Mm -hmm. and four years old. They're regurgitating things to you that you thought, oh, they'll never get this. And I think once they hit a certain age, their brain, well, I know from research, research shows us that once a child hits a certain age, it's more difficult for them to receive information. So the earlier, the better, definitely. I agree. It's just that foundation. And it yeah. sets them up for every year. And I tell my, my children all the time, every level kind of builds up on the next. So yeah. if you don't get a good foundation, I would rather we spend some time on learning things than to move forward. Because if yeah. we keep moving forward and you don't really feel comfortable, it doesn't get any better from here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And a struggling reader and a, a, a child that's struggling with math, it's just because this is their first time ever being exposed to it. You know, if I, I have this little song that we sing with my three-year-olds in my class. Addition means to add, subtraction means to take away. And the kids can already tell you at three years old what addition is. But then again, when I taught first grade, I had seven and eight-year-old babies that when I say, what's seven plus two, they're just looking like, Teacher Brittany, I don't know you know and that that's stressful on them and I think that like I said having that exposure early on it makes a happier learning experience later and that's what I'm all about happy learning experiences so let's switch gears to motivating um kids because some families are struggling to find ways to get their kiddos interested in their lessons and I saw on one of your YouTube videos on breed on your breed style channel where you dropped so many gems about teaching strategies that you use for your three-year-old at the time so you mentioned things like timers and stickers and things like that so what are some other things you found that can help to motivate our little learners that's a really good question. So this is something I've been kind of playing around with since Joanna was right at one year old. Um, I I noticed that at first, the way that I would approach her would be like, okay, it's time for your lesson now. And that was not working. She was like, Mm-mm, we're not doing this. Like this, not, I don't want to do lesson. And so whenever you approach it in a fun, engaging way, that's whenever the kids are more apt to do it. You have to find First of all, it depends on the age of the learner, right? So mm-hmm. if you have a one-year-old, you're not going to say, it's time for your lesson now. Let's sit down and right. do math. You know, <laughs> like they don't want to hear that. Right. What they do want to hear is the wheels on the bus. What mm-hmm. they do want to hear is twinkle, twinkle, little star. And so when you start with a song, with movement, with dancing, it automatically gets the child engaged and ready to learn something new. Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be structured at that age. Singing the ABCs in a fun and different way and things like that so music is really important for early childhood especially to get them warmed up and in the mode of learning and once they're in the mode of learning starting out with an activity that the kids really enjoy let's do a quick five minute painting we're going to paint a flamingo today and we're just going to do it with some watercolors and then we're going to move right into your kind of setting them up and letting them know what to expect Mm -hmm. is super important as well but I think one of the most critical things that a parent can learn about their child 
is their learning style. You have auditory learners, you have visual learners, you have tactile learners, and trying to figure out how does my child learn? How do they like to learn? I noticed when I first started teaching Joanna, I would have these charts. And for my preschool kids online, they love to look at the charts, the ABCs on the chart and things like that. But Joanna, she more she's a very visual learner. So she does like the colors and things of the chart. But for her, she wants to do. She wants to do with tactile things. She wants to look at things. So giving her the letters in her hand and say, Joanna, what letter is this? Is a lot better than pointing to a, a letter M and saying, what letter is this? So learning what style your child, I have a nephew, Wesley, he's a very auditory learner. So I could tell Wesley anything. And just by hearing, he, he he's able to regurgitate. But every child does not learn that way. So learning mm -hmm. your child's learning style is very important and helping to develop a plan for your child early education experience. The beauty of homeschool is that you do get the opportunity to find out how your child learns best mm -hmm. and that you don't have to lump them all together because I have two kids. I have a 12-year-old and I have a six-year-old. Oh, and okay. my 12-year-old, my son, he's the one that reads it one time or sees it one time and he knows it. Mm-hmm. Whereas my six-year-old, she's the one that needs a lot of reinforcement with it. But once she gets it, she has it. Right. So it took me a while to dis discover that they learn so differently and you have to, you know, you have to teach them differently. So when they're in a classroom together, it gets a little challenging, I would imagine, trying to accommodate everybody's style. Absolutely. My twin sister has three. She has a twins, a boy, girl, twin, um, pair of twins. And then she has an older daughter and all three of their learning styles are completely different. And when I actually sat down with her and explained um, the research that I found, we share ideas all the time. She's also an online teacher and things like that. Mm -hmm. And she homeschools her kids as well. Um, but when we sat down and I told her about the different learning styles, she was like, that's it. That's mm -hmm. why Charlotte, you know, she needs, she needs, she's a tactile mm -hmm. learner, you know? And so it's, it's just really helpful to have that, you know, network of moms that you could kind of bounce ideas off of. And that's the real true beauty of homeschool. The more you spend time, you spend with your child, the more you learn about your child. And so that's, that's mm -hmm. really rewarding as well. Which you just brought me right into my next question. You said the more time you spend with your child, the more you learn your child. But something that I'm learning a lot lately is that your children are teaching you more than you are teaching them. Is there something that your daughter has done or an experience that she had that has really kind of taught you something new? Oh, absolutely. I think the biggest thing that Joanna has taught me is that with children ages three to five, you can, and, and not even just three to five, I think this just relates to all children. You cannot press the issue. And what I mean by that is if a child, if you attempt to teach a child and the different methods in which you are doing this is not working, it's like trying to fit a square into a circle pig and it won't fit. And you're just pushing, pushing, pushing your child in this direction, then it's not going to work. And what Joanna has taught me is that there, I have to try other methods. I have to try in other avenues. I have to also be willing to say, okay, you know what? Some days I have bad days and I don't want to learn. I don't want to do anything. You know, there are some days where you're just not feeling it. And 
you have to know when to pack up the books and set it to the side and say, we'll come back to this. We'll, we'll revisit this. Um, I was, te- Joanna is now three and a half. So she'll be four soon. And we started, t- I started teaching her how to read. <laughs> and I thought I was going to use this, how to teach your child to read in a hundred easy lessons book. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm sitting down with her and we're going through the lesson. She's doing pretty good, but I started noticing the resistance about the third or fourth lesson in, and then it got the resistance grew and grew and grew. And then I started noticing that she just is straight up rejecting this. Like she does not oh, want yeah. anything to do with this. And I had to learn in that moment, I cannot push her to do something. This is not the way to teach Joanne how to read, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes as a parent, you have to accept the curriculum that you chose. Your baby don't like that. Right. And so you're going to have to find a different curriculum, a different method. And so I think that's what she's always teaching me that where there's a will, there's a way as a parent, mm-hmm. as a teacher, there is a way to reach your child, but it's up to you to figure out what way that is. So they're like yeah. a puzzle. You just have yeah. to figure out the puzzle. And once you do things are more smooth and you know I'm starting to realize that it's not as important to spend tons of money on curriculum because one if you buy a lot of things and you spend your money your kid doesn't like it you're mad Uh, amen (laughs) so to avoid all of that you can buy the cheap stuff go to like the stores like five below or different places like that dollar tree that's right and buy these resources because one, they're only in that age group or age range for such a little time. Right. So why are you investing in these like big multi hundred dollar thousand dollar curriculums and they're not they may not even use them. But you know, you get excited about buying things. Mm-hmm. And what I realized over time is it created right. yourself. Right. You know what your baby needs to learn. You could even go into Canva. You could go into Word. You could create your own document. You only have to spend a dollar at Dollar Tree sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. for certain things. So um, you're absolutely right. You don't have to spend a lot. You really don't. There's you a lot don't. of free resources online as well, especially with your age kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the public school system usually has their textbooks online. You can even reach out to your public school and ask them, um, you know, for web links and things like that to where you could access That's like cool. my sister, she, she accessed that entire textbook. Um, you know, for her little kindergartner right there online mm-hmm. and was able to print off what she needed. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Tool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then another thing with this age group is the experiences of life are some of the best teachers. So when yes. you're taking them to the store and you're looking at fruit, hey, what color is this fruit or what shape is this? You're teaching yes. these skills without giving them a name. We want to classify things and make it so technical and schooly. And it right. doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It could all be so simple. But you rather make it hard. There's life is the best teacher. It really, really is. One more thing I want to talk talk on before we wrap up. What are some of your favorite tools or resources that you use with kiddos in this age group that parents can check out to see if they work for them? Okay, the number one resource that I absolutely love is getepic.com. It's nothing but a huge library of online books. I've used it to teach social studies in my Nigerian Igbo class. My dad's Nigerian. I've used it to teach, um, you know, 
everything, math, science, social studies, every single subject. There are books in there from Nat Geo. There's just endless resources in there. So that's a really, really good one. Um, I also like education.com for those of my friends who don't want to go out and buy an expensive curriculum. There are endless thousands of um, worksheets on there and PowerPoints where you could go in and um, print off whatever worksheets that you want to teach your kids. They have it done by grade so you can say okay my baby's in pre-k my baby's in kindergarten what kind of math and then they have it to where you can actually filter out the results based on the common core standards as well which is really nice for my friends who who want to kind of you know have more like a public school um when they want to stay on with the standards at home Mm -hmm. um so get epic education.com i also like twinkle.com t-w-i-n-k-l com. Um, that's a really good one. That's like a website where you can go and get PowerPoints when I'm teaching Joanna or my, my three to five year olds online social studies. They have a lot of really good and accurate <laughs> social <laughs> studies PowerPoints on there. So that's important. Um, yeah, it's very important. I mean, now it's not a hundred percent because there are going to be um, actual teachers are posting this information. So, you know, not not a hundred percent, but definitely like ninety five percent accurate. There's still some stuff on there that's like, okay, girl, we're not we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But> <laughs> a really really good one for teaching social studies um and history as well especially in the early grades i also like mountain math and mountain grammar those two um so it's if you type in mountain math in the google search it will Mm -hmm. pop up for you but it is essentially um spiral review lessons so um i taught i use those a lot when i was teaching first grade and so what what those are is like there's questions one through 25 and it's like an online thing so your kid can go in and um pretty much answer the questions as they go along and they'll tell them if they're right or wrong and it's a full curriculum so it's you do have to pay for it but they allow you to use a portion of it for free to see if you want to to pay for it or whatever it comes with worksheets where you work out stuff I really like that for grades one through five in particular I have a lot you know obviously even just YouTube but um, there's a lot that you can you can use for your kiddos YouTube is actually a form of curriculum (laughs) oh absolutely absolutely yes yes. these are the last three questions um, and those are pretty quick what advice would you give to a parent who feels like homeschooling is not in reach. They just can't do it. Maybe they don't feel like they have the educational background, or maybe they don't feel like they have the support or the teacher knowledge to teach their kids. What advice would you give them? I would say that I actually do not come from education background. I do not hold a teaching licensure. Um, I felt similar to how many parents might feel, but where there's a will, there's definitely a way. And if you feel, if you feel passionately about teaching your child at home, make a way for yourself, make room for yourself to believe in yourself that you can do it. And then you just have to go on YouTube and watch all the moms and all the things and all the people that are up there sharing such a wealth of knowledge. And you'll find that you learn so much along the way. You don't have to have everything figured out in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But just starting out and trying your best to learn, go and just do a search on what grade your babies are in. I'm telling you because there is no teacher on the planet who will love your baby like you do. And there's no, there's no parent on, there's no teacher on the planet that 
knows your child like you do. And while that person might have a bachelor's degree or whatever in education or whatever the case may be, you are their number one teacher. And whether you whether you think you are or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you figuring out what your style is, is going to be the first step. And then just moving forward and in confidence, knowing that you can do it. Just give yourself a little seed of faith that you believe in yourself and you'll watch it grow over time. Just give yourself a chance. And is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to let our readers know, or actually our listeners? <laughs> yeah, so um, another wonderful thing that parents need to know is that as a homeschool mom or homeschool dad, you do not have to do it on your own. School, There's tons of platforms that you can find mm-hmm. If you say, I'm not confident in math, you can do that one-on-one online, or sometimes even in your community, there are tutors that can help step in and help you homeschool your kids. If homeschooling is what you want to do, there are so many ways that you can go about it and you don't have to do it alone. So um, definitely right. check out, you know, my outschool page. Um, I teach all kinds of social studies. I teach math. I teach um, pre-K ages three to five, like a full curriculum. Um, but, you know, I'm just one of thousands. So definitely find you a teacher that can assist you in what areas you don't feel confident in, and then move forward with that. So, And then here's our final question. Where can our listeners find more about you? Want to see some of my um, homeschool videos? You can go to www.youtube.com forward slash B read style. So that's B R E E D. S-T-Y-L-E, B-Read style. But for the most part, I'm sharing health and fitness advice on there. Mm-hmm. So you'll see some homeschool stuff mixed in there. And then you can check me out on OutSchool. I'll send you the link for um, OutSchool. It's pretty much outschool.com forward slash Brittany Hendrick. Yeah, I'll send you the link to my OutSchool page. Um, but I usually start in about August or September teaching more full time. And then I have a lot more space for learners at that time. So yeah, you guys can check me out on OutSchool too. We will. We definitely will. And (laughs) I will post those links as well, because I would love for everyone to be able to check you out. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, this has been fun. And I'm so glad that you allowed me to to be in your presence for just a little bit. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate it so much. And yeah, anytime you have any questions, you can just reach out. I'm happy to help in any way I can. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. You've been listening to Melanated Homeschoology Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. On this episode, we talked with Brittany Hendrick of Teacher Brittany. She shared tips for motivating your learners, ways to make homeschooling more affordable and accessible, and she shared some of her favorite learning resources. I would love for you to join me next week as we chat with Nabi Rayar of Math Teacher Mom. She'll tell us why she feels that all kids can learn math. We hope that you'll visit our website, www.melanatedhomeschoology, to find all of the ways you can connect with us, check out links mentioned in each episode, and sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop. Until next time.